guys. Welcome back to Skincare Anarchy. This is Ekta. Um, today, I want to introduce you guys to the CEO and founder of the skincare line, Imaging & Co. It's a beautiful line that is crafted by a pharmacist. Um, she has a doctorate in pharmacology and has over a decade's worth of experience in neurology and neurosurgery. And also works currently um, in the clinical pharmacology field um, as a full-time job. So without further ado... I want to introduce you guys to Allison Brennan. Um, Allison, welcome to the show. I am so, so happy to have you here. I would love for you to tell us all about your education, your brand journey, um, just really what inspired you and what continues to inspire you. Gosh, okay, I'm long-winded, so let me see how I can like not draw this part out. Okay, so um, I am, um, I, I've been a pharmacist for 13 years. I have experience in neurology, like you mentioned, in neurosciences, uh, neurosurgery. Um, that was my specialty. And when I went to pharmacy school, I did not originally intend to go to pharmacy school. Um, I am from Mississippi originally. Hence mm-hmm. the accent. I did an undergrad degree on a, at a small private liberal arts college in Mississippi, um, where my high school had more people than my college. I mean, it was very small, but I ended up getting my BS in um, psychology, and mm-hmm. fo- and basically the minors ended up being all biology and chemistry and human mm-hmm. services. Um, but that was with the intention to go to vet school. I uh, rode horses competitively for about eleven years, and so. My dream was to be, get this, it was an equine leg surgeon. These tracks with the horses and fix their legs. And long story short, I ended up shadowing a vet who was like, you, you will end up hating your job with the amount of time you have to put in to the schooling. And she really just set me kind of in a different direction of I was, you know, I was in college to do this, but got, got my um, BS in psychology because I just love people and connecting with people. And it's a strength. And I think that we all are built for connection anyway. Um, And it came, you know, it came easy to me. It was just something that naturally was part of who I was. But after I decided not to go to vet school, I'm like, well, what do I do? I am a chemistry nerd. I love medicinal chemistry. I you're the person chemistry. I hated in organic chemistry. That's that's what you're saying, basically. <laughs> well, you know, what's crazy is there's times where it was easy for me and there's times where it wasn't, but it just was fascinating to me. Yeah. Was, I don't know why. You just, just get really it though, right? You, you get chemistry. Yeah. That's my point. I get it's it. Like, I have so much respect for people who genuinely just get physics and chemistry. Like, you oh, know what I'm physics? saying? Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a whole other brand of people. And I'm so grateful for them. I can't, I can't even, no, no, I do not compute physics. Yeah. Um, so basically, um, I, I started thinking, what would I, what else would I like to do? And at that point in my life, pharmacy was something, it was a very different career path than it is now. Now mm-hmm. it's a very saturated career path. Back then there was a shortage of pharmacists everywhere. And honestly, I did not know the difference between the different facets of pharmacy. There's retail, there's, there's hospital, which is what I've been since I finished my doctorate. Um, there's radiology. I mean, there's ambulatory care. There's all sorts of places for a pharmacist to go. And they are one of the most successful pieces of the healthcare industry in whatever facet they're in. 
yeah. especially retail, because you can go and really die, do a deep dive on your medications. And a lot of people need that. They have several practitioners or providers that are treating them and they need someone that they can sit down and go through medications with. And so um, I decided to go into pharmacy because I love chemistry and because it was a a career choice that was going to allow me to do what I love to help people. But also like I was fascinated with chemistry and how mm-hmm. molecules work in your body, but yeah. also I wanted to be able to eventually probably have a family and yeah. it seemed like a great choice. So that's, I like the, that's the Achilles heel for all of us women in, in science, isn't it? Like, yeah. it's like, you know, we, we just, no matter what that biological clock sets in at some point. And I never thought mine was set in, but I know it does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. Like I am a total, we've talked about this offline, but a go-getter, I'm a, an achiever. Like I am, I'm not the typical Southern belle in the way of, um, I'm the middle child and the baby girl of my family. And so hell hath no fury like me on a path but um but but it's so true like it doesn't matter what region you're from like if you want to find that quality of life and that balance you Mm -hmm. know pretty early on I think I'm eventually going to want to find a balance so I ended up going to pharmacy school at University of Mississippi um which is Ole Miss um got my another degree there at BS in pharmaceutical sciences and then went on to complete my doctorate in pharmacy Um, from there I went straight into um, hospital pharmacy and that's where I got a specialty and a lot of training in neurology and orthopedics. Neurology is something that it it actually runs in my family. My, my grandfather's retired neurosurgeon and a neurologist, you know what I mean? Um, And, and for some reason it just came easy to me and I just loved it. Like I'm fascinated by it. And so I focused in neurology. And so for 13 years, that's been my focus. Um, And then I became a mother and after I became a mother and you really long hours at a hospital and I had really reached a lot of the goals I had clinically uh, within neurology and I had some really wonderful physicians that I, you know, basically just partnered with on anything from formulary approvals um, or order set um, development process improvements within a hospital that the next step for me was I need something that gives me a little more flexibility, but also being that achiever, what is something that I'm interested in? And I never thought I'd be interested in hospital administration. And so I actually had an opportunity at a sister hospital of the one I I was working at as uh, a neurology pharmacy specialist. And um, the director of pharmacy is someone who actually was a resident under me years before. And he's wonderful and we get along great. And he said, I need you to come be my clinical manager. I need you to manage, come manage our group of pharmacists. He knows my personality. He knows that I can wow. handle that. And so two years ago, I took that position. So I'm a, a clinical pharmacy manager at a sister facility. Now where the skin care came in is, um, interestingly enough, it's so funny. People ask me now did you plan on this? You know, and, and you and I have talked about this. I never, ever, ever thought on being an entrepreneur. It was not something I like organically thought about. It was not that ultimate goal. And now I've found myself in this and thriving and enjoying every single piece of it. I I feel like what I've done. It's an interesting point though. It's interesting because I think women in science don't naturally get, we don't incline towards 
entrepreneurship. You know what I'm saying? So when we yeah. do embark on it, I feel like it's a very unique journey that we go through because of, I think, the way that we're programmed to think about things. You know, I, yes. I, when I was talking to Dr. Dave Gunn, we were talking about the scientific method and how it really needs to come into the business um, industry as a whole, yeah. because, yeah. Um, you know, you cannot, there needs to be a protocol basically, right? I mean, that's how all of us think. So yeah, when it comes to business, we're approaching it like the same way. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, there, it just doesn't work like that right now. So, you know, what's wild, like if I, I think I really just identified this maybe a couple of months ago, but um, when I was very little, I mean, like four to five, I remember I was super creative. I love now creativity, everybody, creativity means something different to everybody. And for me, it meant like drawing art you know, painting, those type of things when you're very young. Um, I was super creative. I loved everything art related. And then somewhere in my young brain, I don't remember when I started to just, it's like a light switch mm -hmm. and I became very math and science, black and white based yeah. in my thinking. And you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I feel like this is, I'm so grateful to be so passionate about this company I've created because it's come full circle. It's like I've married the creative edge that I feel like I lost as a child with the scientific background that I'm so grateful comes into play. So it's almost like I'm at this new place in my life where it's combined these two things and it's playing out in a very different way than I ever originally thought creativity would. And so I created Imogene and Co. Um, it, January was, was when I formed the company. Um, a lot of things have been into play and honestly, it's because like, if I could truly identify when this came to be in my mind as the, maybe I should look into this. Um, I was 38. So uh, two years ago, and I started wanting to take better care of my skin. Like I was a sun worshiper growing up southern girl yeah and I wanted to start to take better care of my skin and I went and bought a very expensive vitamin c serum mm -hmm. and um just being that chemistry like that total nerd I turned it on the back and I looked at the ingredient level I was like what am, what what's in this right yeah and yeah. I never saw in this particular product I never saw ascorbic acid I saw something that was going to be a synthetic version of it and mm -hmm. the majority of you know vitamin c serums actually do use synthetics because they're more shelf stable pure vitamin mm -hmm. c is this extremely unstable unstable to light and air and um, it's a wonderful product but I thought it was the synthetic vitamin c product and you know there wasn't many other things in there but I just started to do this deep dive on ingredients it's really where it started yeah um and I started to look at this in this chemical um, chemistry background as I can make this for myself. Right, right. Really, it was so true. I feel like yeah. where, where I started with this and I think it was really driven by the passion I had, but understanding ingredients and what works together, what doesn't. And this goes further than just simple chemical concepts of oil soluble, water soluble, um, degradation, at, you know, the pH levels of things. Those yeah. are the things that come easy to me because it's just part of my schooling, but it's understanding what are the, the principal pieces of what needs to be in something we apply to our skin to improve the health of our skin? Like that is the ultimate goal when I created Imaging Nico. I want to, first of all, create a line that is non-fussy, that is effective, that mm -hmm. is accessible from a price point, because I don't think it should be a luxury for people to actually improve the quality of their skin. I mean, our skin, and you know, this is our largest organ yes, and we yes. take it for granted. 
And I don't think that you should not be able to be have access to price points and really wonderful active ingredients that are great for your skin. So yeah. those were my goals. And, and then the other piece of that is into improve the health of your skin. So right. when I focus on ingredients, I focus on, and, and it's a natural line, you know, and I think that that is a very interesting take as a pharmacist. I know what synthetic ingredients do, and I know what natural ingredients do. And being a pharmacist, there's a time and a place for medications, for synthetics. I mean, I'm the first to, to say that and appreciate that. Yeah. But I wanted to focus on natural ingredients and speak to the science and the chemistry behind natural ingredients. I mean, there's a lot of things that do not work. And there's a lot of things that do. And yeah. I think that that came from me becoming a mother. When I became a mother and I started to pay attention to what I was putting on my daughter's skin, I'm like, well, why would I not do this for myself, you know? Yeah. And so all of these ideas and all of these kind of passions and understandings and science backgrounds all came together in one big moment for me. And I just yeah. started to go down rabbit holes of creations and experiments and what works, what doesn't. And I have a really great group of, um, I've got a couple of neurologists, I've got, um, four dermatology nurse practitioners, three dermatology nurses that are more in laser anesthetics. Um, oh, wow. And I've got, um, and then I've got a really great group of people that I need true, honest feedback when I'm putting things out there. Yeah. Um, I usually have about a six to eight month process. And again, with natural ingredients, you know, there'll be things I will not be able to make. Um, I will not be able to make a retinol um, option. However, the Cuchiol is a retinoid alternative that is extremely effective. It's, it's actually outperformed retinol in a couple of studies. So, yeah, I've, I've, got those options. so I've got a good group to run these things past that will give me honest feedback. And I think once I had all of that structured, I'm like, this is pretty much a, a an opportunity that I need to take. And let's just put some things out there and see how it goes. Yeah. Now that was January. And I started creating all this two years ago. And then when I started to put out, I have 21 products, but I started with five and it's everything from face to body. But again, the, the focus is on natural ingredients, um, but also things that will improve the health. So like for instance, my facial oils, I think I might've sent you one of the facial oils. You that did, and it's, it's absolutely beautiful. But one thing I want to back up for a minute because yeah. you made a really, really great point. And I, I, want to highlight this for the entire skincare industry um we have to understand that in science and it's not just medicine in medicine for example you get a case right and there's an entire medical team that's developed around that patient um and most of the time the physicians are you know in collaboration with each other they know each other they respect each other's feedback it's not a cookie cutter team you know what i mean that you hire so one the, my point is is that simply going to a lab and saying in the lab there were you know formulators and there were dermatologists and all that you don't know any of those people scientifically okay so they can sell you the biggest hunk of crap and you're never going to know that they're doing it right so it's very very important um that we understand that because we, you know, skincare has to become a more collaborative effort. And I think you're, you're really, really hitting the nail on the head with that. Also, I think you're muted because I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah. No, I 100% 
you're preaching to the choir and I completely stand by everything you said. And it, it's a very important point to make because there's a couple of different pieces in that collaboration that need to happen in the skincare industry that I'm learning even just this far in this journey is mm-hmm. you don't just go into a lab and have a chemist and have money to back up a project. You have to have the complete understanding of the pros and cons. And that goes with your ingredient profile that goes with what um, the different types of skin that are out there and and think from a complete, you know, basically just a complete human being, like what are all the things that you need for something? The other piece of this that I think is so important, and I have to honestly say, this is one of the biggest things that has been so beneficial for my growth in this year. I mean, I started this and and I've got 12 locations that carry it, which, you know, I'm also still a full-time pharmacy manager. I mean, I'm still managing people all day in administration. And then I come home and, and I create the skincare and everything is small batch. Well, There's that's no just filler. your personality. You're a yeah. workaholic like me. <laughs> I'm a workaholic. But, but all of those pieces of, you know, I'm not doing this full time yet, but the yeah. growth I'm so grateful for, yeah. it's all happened because of relationships with people and investing in people. Like yeah. that's the yeah. other piece yeah. of the pie when it comes to this. So, you know, I, in, in my products, I don't have parabens and sulfates and, and phthalates and um, fillers. Like I don't have that. And the more that I have started to turn on the back of the ingredient levels and know what I'm looking at and you mm-hmm. can pick out what preservatives, you can pick out what emulsifiers, you can pick out um, what thickeners, you, you know, you can pick up the actives. When you start to know those things, people are sold a lot of items and not yeah. outside of skincare and in skincare that are pretty packaging or smell wonderful, but they do not add anything to the quality of your skin. Now that is what my goal ultimately was from the very beginning. I want women to feel good about their skin. I have a lot of men that use my things, but it's, I don't want to ever sell them anything that is dishonest and I want it to improve the health of their largest organ. So a lot, I think honestly, a big piece of this throughout that has been the honesty factor, but also building relationships with people. I think that when you build honesty and truthfully honest relationships and trust, that is what takes anything, any business, especially skincare to the next level because people then trust you and you also are not creating something that is this fussy situation. Like, and, and that's the thing. I'll have people I, just prior to this podcast, I had a girl, I've got this really kind girl that honestly I've been following in social media and for yeah. no reason other than that, I just really enjoy her. Yeah. And she has really horrible cystic hormonal acne and she's been to dermatologist after dermatologist, but no one has ever explained to her the science and the chemical background of your skin when you have hormonal acne, which is crazy oh to me. They just gosh. throw... They just throw prescriptions at her. And so I basically don't even know her. I reached out to her and I said, I know I don't know you. And please don't think I'm crazy. I'm not trying to sell you anything. Can I just send you some things? I want to help you. Like, let me just help you. Yeah. And she was hesitant at first. And then turns out how crazy is this? Again, the power of relationships and connection. Yeah. 
her sister, and she's a, she's not even in Nashville, Tennessee, where I am. She's not even in the state of Tennessee. Her sister and I have connected on a virtual women in business meeting who is in Nashville. Like yeah. months prior, to, I had no idea they were even sister in law. It's a small I mean, world. It's a small world, dude. It yeah, it is. And so she was like, "Oh my gosh, let's do it." And so I went to one of the dermatology clinics that carries my items mm-hmm. in their dermatology clinic, bought some things for her, and sent her things that were very specific for what I think would help her. Just sent them to her and created a regimen for her and in three days she said my skin has never felt like this and I've battled this since I was in fifth grade now I'm grateful for that response but I'm also more grateful that I created a relationship with her that she fully trusts that and she she was able to push that out to so many people and I'm so grateful for that but at the same time I've had a lot of people that have reached out to me just seeing her story and her honesty and her transparency and me take the time with her. And they're like, oh my God, what can you do for me? So right before this podcast, a girl reached out Mm -hmm. and she sent me an order that was just, it just came through and it's a huge order. And I told her, I said, I want you to know something. I want you to start slow. Like, I want you honestly to feel good about your skin. And if you throw too many things at your skin and and start a whole new regimen, you're going to have the opposite effect. And so we started with the conversation of what is best for you? This is what I want you to try. And if this works, then you will come back and you can invest in your skin and I'm investing in you. So honestly, long-winded way to say relationships are one of the most important things that we can do this day and age. And a lot of people are now connecting more with the care of their skin, the care of their body. This is where pharmacy comes in right. as being an accessible healthcare, you know, provider for them. They are focusing more on, can I form a relationship with someone and trust, trust what they're telling me and selling right. me, you well, know? It's, okay. You know, what's interesting. I, and I really think that this is like at the heart of both pharmacy and medicine is that there needs to be a plan of care for every patient. Oh, and- clients and every customer, you know, because um, the truth of the matter is, is that we have way too many products in the market. Uh, Nobody really knows what anything does. There's not the research there to back it up. As I'm sure you're aware, um, PubMed is not nearly where it needs to be. You know, we don't have the articles yet. So my biggest thing is that I think the responsibility does fall onto the person who is formulating and coming up with these um, you know, the innovations in skincare right now, because we have to have this ethical, you know, platform on which we're standing. It has to comply with everything we learn as actual professionals in science, right? You, you were told in graduate school that there's a level of professionalism, there's a ethical standard you have to maintain. I was told the same thing in medical school. Now, why is that any different regardless of if you have a science background or not. Every skincare company has to do that. We, it's, it's literally, I think at this point, mandatory because you, know, you can't have 59 products and then be like, okay, well, you know, just pick. There's no way. <laughs> right. Pick what? Like, oh my know? God. Yeah. Yes. You, you, are, you, are, you are literally speaking to my heart right now and basically my business heart because Everything you just said, okay, my goal with my company is never to put out products that are just not needed merely and purely for a financial basis. That yeah. That's just not for me. Now, I do think, and everything that you said, I completely agree with. I do think as companies are created, let's talk about skincare because that's what we are focusing on here. 
and there's missions put out by your by this com- by a company. If you put out a mission, but you do not truly live your mission, that is where there's a lot of contradiction in today's society in the skincare world that I've noticed as a consumer and yeah. now as a business owner, because you put out a mission and you have a mission for what you are doing with your company, but everything eventually turns to a different priority and perspective. Usually it's going to be a financial priority. I think that if you don't truly keep at the heart of why you start a company to create something, it's all a creation to create something that is helping someone else, then, then you're setting yourself up for failure. And it might not be that financially you fail, but you fail in the mission of what you created your company around. So when you're talking about the ethical background of that, you and I are taught that very early on in our schooling. It's not as we're being handed our doctorates. It's one of the first things they preach to us. And I think that in your daily life, you kind of get in the rut of seeing patients or creating things or process improvements or whatever. But if you're truly not going back to the heart of why you start something, then eventually you just become not inspired by what you're doing. And that is a very important thing to me. And I think what I was saying earlier about, you know, creating something and having these ethical uh, conversations, but ethical priorities and perspectives of what you're doing, it all comes back to humanity and human connection. And we are here to help each other and it gets lost on a lot of people. And what yeah. my goal is, is to do that through skincare and not to put out 59 products and then yeah. not, not have someone know what direction they can take. So I yeah. really think the growth of this company, it really started obviously as word of mouth and then people trying things and being like, oh my gosh, I am, my skin is responding in a way I've never done before. And they used to spend gobs of money on skincare. Yeah. And yeah they then trust me to come back. It's because I started that discussion with them and a trust, but also creating things that they truly feel good about rather than just merely for a financial basis for myself. Does that make sense? Of course, of course. And that is a, I love that. I think that, you know, your priorities are so much so in the right place that, you know, just hearing your your vision and hearing your brand journey itself is enough for me. I can, I can speak from the consumer side because I'm not gonna lie, I've been a skincare addict forever. So like, you know, if I were to not even know you and I, and I heard your mission, that enough is enough to convince me that what you did is, you know, it's done the right way. You were meticulous. You were, you know, you were well-researched, completely thorough in your approach. I mean, that is something, you know, we have to value that, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's not just about skincare. Yeah. This podcast is skincare anarchy. But there's so many things that go into, you know, creating a business and a product and you know what I'm saying? Like it's, there's a lot of of building blocks there, man. And, you know, you, if people don't focus on, you know, what is this company about? What is the founder about? You know, like, what do they believe in? Do they think that they can really help me? Or are they trying to just sell me some crap? If we don't Mm -hmm. ask those questions then we're going to continue to be in an industry that's super saturated and no one is going to make money. The people who should be making money are not going to make money. And Mm -hmm. the people who are not putting any effort or thought into anything they're doing, and it's literally like a machine or, you know what I mean? Like a, um, just a, they're turning out products for the sake of it. They're just going to keep, you know, it's like redundancy again and again, we're going to keep having redundancy. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm totally ranting, but I mean, I just want to commend you on, on just being so level-headed 
with the business approach for your for your life. That's that's Thank I think. You. Sort of, yeah. Thank you. And and I feel like you and I could go on and on about this for hours. And I I truly know that you and I are aligned in and how we feel about this. And you know I will say this, and I don't think you and I have talked about this. So the my line is called, and the company is called Imogene and Co. And yeah. Imogene, this really speaks to the honesty and and what we're talking about here about a mission and and standing for something and not not really trailing off into anything other than what you stand for. Um, yeah. my, my grandmother's name was Imogene oh. and it's, and it's E-M-O-G-E-N-E. And a lot of people um, are used to Imogene spelled with I-M-O-G-E-N-E. And it was just, yeah. you know, a, a different spelling of their times. But my grandmother, who I am named after, Allison Jean, and my daughter, Parker Imogene. So Imogene's yeah. a very important name, but here's the reason. So everything you just said about a mission and what the founder stands for, I believe at this point in in our society, I think we're at a place where people are starting to ask more questions and wanting a connection with a value, a connection yeah. with a mission that goes deeper than skincare that could be in anything. Mm-hmm. Um, other people are, you know, I'm a consumer too of a lot of different things. I mean, there are things that we buy and we're like, I need this. This is, this is futile in my life to, you know, do my daily life. Yeah, but there are things that are important to certain people that they want to really focus on knowing and feeling that connection with the honesty of what a brand is. My grandmother, Imogene, was a woman who could make something out of absolutely nothing. She stood for for complete honesty. She came from nothing herself Mm -hmm. and made herself into something amazing. She had the most beautiful skin and the most beautiful nails. I remember. Oh. And, and yeah. she was one of those hardworking women yeah. who had a garden, who would make, I mean, her breakfasts were from absolute scratch every morning. You of know? course, of course. She, yeah. it was just, it's just this dying breed of just this honest approach at living that is not fussy, number one. Yeah. It's effective. Whatever she did was effective and it was honest. Yeah. And she instilled that in all of our family members and, and in me. And so when I created skincare that was effective, I mean, when I was started a vitamin C serum and I have a niacinamide serum that's medical grade, I started yeah. to create these and I was, I wasn't telling anyone about it. I was just yeah. doing it for myself and people started to ask, what are you doing to your skin? And I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah I'm, making it looks a, amazing. <laughs> I'm making a boot, a bootleg version of vitamin C. And they're like, well, can I, can you make me some? And yeah. um, I think that when it starts like that, you know, it's so honest, but when I thought about creating the company and when I set out to actually do it, it was a no brainer for me what I would name it because she stood for everything I want the company to stand for. Um, so, so not fussy, effective, uh, and, and, and it's approachable and yeah. it is something that you can have access to and put into like anyone can use it. You know, I mean, it's a very streamlined, well, yeah, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful packaging concept too. I want to actually address that because when I first received the products and I, and I was just opening them, it gave me that beautiful apothecary vibe, that really wonderful, like, you know, when you just like discover a new apothecary and it's just yeah. like the most awesome thing to go through and like explore all the products. That's the mm-hmm. same feeling I had. And I really mm-hmm. appreciate that because I think apothecaries you know they appeal to like Mm -hmm. people who love chemistry and we love you know the Mm -hmm. science and the cool stuff like Mm -hmm. it just it was it was awesome so I just want to say to everyone listening out there that wait till you see the packaging because it's very um 
it's very classy and it's very you know it, it gives a certain vibe so yeah I, I really oh, like that it. means a lot to me because yeah. I really everything you said is exactly what I wanted to communicate yeah. um and it's almost like as a science okay so this is what's very important and it's important to you being um a, a woman in science and medicine it makes you reminiscent of something it, you reminisce to this feeling of apothecary that you appreciate as someone in science or chemistry. And then I wanted the colors are something that are just very aesthetically pleasing, but even everything down to a font when you're picking, you know, skincare, um, is one thing and you're creating, and you obviously need to have products that are effective and good, but you want them to have a certain, you know, you want a, a response to them. Yeah. And the response that I wanted was exactly what you were mentioning. So thank you for that. Um, but also I wanted, I was very sure of even down to the font I was using, I wanted it to be a luxurious feel, but yeah. an approachable line and everything down to how I will package the, the face mask. I mean, it, my focus is on the ingredient profile to not need, you know, 75 ingredients in one thing. And yeah. 69 or yeah, 69 of those don't even have a purpose for your actual skin. So right. for instance, you know, an example is the face masks mm -hmm. are, are sent as a powder. And the reason for that, and everyone gets an application brush. I don't think that someone should mix a, a very effective face mask with their finger in a bowl. I think that yeah. you should be able to have the feel and you should have the ex access, like I was saying to to do what's best for your skin. So do it the right I, way. Give them all the tools. Yeah. 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 And so I dispense it as a, as a powder. Cause number one, the shelf stability of that is much longer than if you incorporated water and, and an opportunity for bacterial growth, but um, no preservatives are needed. And then it allows the consumer to feel like exactly what you were saying, a little chemist to yeah. mix what they need. That's a very important concept for me. It gives um, empowerment to yeah. the person who has that. Another approach of that is with the Fortify Cleansing Balm. You get a, a little spatula and-, and you I really love it. it. Oh my yeah. God, I loved it, yeah. And yeah. you get to choose, so it's empowerment. And I think that empowerment's a very important thing this day and age. And then the Glow Vitamin C Serum is, again, it's packaged to keep pure vitamin C stable to 15%, um, which, which is a medical grade percentage, but the other- the other piece of the pie that's important is there's a lot of vitamin C serums on the market that are not even strong enough to be effective to penetrate your stratum corneum. Yeah. So 15% yeah. is it's, it's not, it's not enough to be highly irritating to a lot of people, unless you have very sensitive skin, but yeah. I package it so that someone gets to be a chemist. You get two, um, like 15 ml or half ounce of the serums, the liquid ingredients. And it has yeah. everything from, um, from a plum extract that's extremely high in vitamin C all the way to hyaluronic acid and vitamin E and ferulic acid. But then you also have your powder ingredients in vials and you get a little funnel and you get to mix your own vitamin C, use the whole thing, and then you get to mix your other one. So then you have a you have full control. Product. Yeah. 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 So, so what you're saying is really important to me. I love that you get that concept of empowerment, but also the chemical, I mean, the chemistry and the apothecary vibe. So thank you. Yeah, no, no. I, I think that 
beautifully done and i think that you you know it's very well thought out um and i think that's important i i do want to ask you though because i want to focus on your formulas because um you know i mentioned the milk cleanser earlier and i the reason I want you to really go into this with me because that product, um, you know, and I've tried a lot of cleansers. I know there's like jelly cleansers out there and all sorts of stuff. Right. But where did you, why did you want to go with that consistency for a cleanser? Like what's the real benefit of that? Cause it feels so good on my skin. Everyone listening. I'm not joking. My skin felt like a literal baby's skin. Like it was so soft. So it just felt wonderful. So yeah. Tell me the chemistry. I want to know the chemistry. Okay. So, so for the ritual foaming milk cleanser. So number one, um, the concept of a foaming cleanser is based off the surfactant consistency and the concentration surfactants are the main cleansers. We know that you and I do, um, a lot of foaming, um, cleansers, the higher the foam, technically speaking, the more drying that can be to your skin. A lot of us, a lot of people, men and women have a lot of their skin problems because they have a skin barrier that has been compromised. Um, I know you've spoken very in depth in in the past about skin barrier. I think I listened to one of your podcasts and I was like, yes, yes, (laughs) yes. And it it really comes from us using a lot of things that are too harsh for our skin or that we have basically stripped away the protective layer. Um, So my goal is to have something that's foaming because it follows in a dual cleansing system with the Fortify Cleansing Balm. It cleans to the pore, right? So you've you've dissolved your oil, you've dissolved your impurities, sunscreen, makeup, and now you have prepared your skin to be able to clean to the pore. So then your treatment serums, your oils, your moisturizers can actually reach the pore, which is where they, they give their benefit. So for that particular product, my goals were a couple of different things as I started to research and really decide what direction I was going for a foaming cleanser. I wanted low foam. Okay. So that's number one. Um, number two, I wanted antioxidant protection or antioxidant benefits. It has blueberry oil, strawberry oil and rosehip oil in it. And those are very, very high antioxidant oils. Now, when you use those oils with a water or, or, you know, surfactant, you, you emulsify. And so everything, this is what you'll find interesting. Everything in that product is plant-based. So the surfactants are completely plant-based. So there's um, amino acids that are derived from oats, Um, There's amino acids derived from apples and there's amino acids derived from coconuts. Now that's different than coconut oil, which is very comedogenic for your skin. Yeah. So all of your surfactants are gentle, gentle surfactants that give you the foam, but they also are gentle enough and they're plant-based. So that was number one. Yeah. Yeah. Number two, with those oils, I wanted there to be a benefit of your essential fatty acid concentrations. And those are higher in linoleic acid. Um, And not to go really in depth of linoleic versus oleic acid, but I wanted it to be a pretty gentle cleanser for all skin types. So acne prone, um, dry and normal. So I focused more on linoleic acid concentration rather than oleic acid. All three of those are very beneficial with antioxidant concentration, but linoleic uh, fatty acid concentration as well. Mm To combine those, you emulsify those and the emulsification process, and and there's a lot of different options out there. I chose plant-based emulsifiers. So Mm. it is derived from olives Um, and it all works so well 
that you know the first couple of prototypes of that uh, of the milk cleanser were not the consistency that it is now. Now they mm. they were a little higher mm. foaming. I started to to tweak certain concentrations of each ingredient, and once I got to exactly the consistency that you have experienced, I was like, yeah. this is it. Yeah. And yeah. the reason why is it's a very interesting consistency. It's different than what a lot of people have experienced. And a lot of people feel that their skin has I've completely never, calmed down. I've never, Allison, I've never had a cleanser like that before. I'm not joking. Aww. I've never, no, seriously. Like it's, it's beautiful. It's a very, like, it's a luxurious feeling to it almost. Um, not even almost, it is. It's a very luxurious <laughs> feeling. And um, I don't know. I mean, you're talking about the foaming, but I didn't feel like it was foaming a lot. You know what I mean? It was very like subtle and, but you clean everything off beautifully, yeah. but you're not dried out. Your skin is not stripped of anything. So yeah, please continue. But yeah. I, yeah, I, no, I, I love, I love that you appreciate the science behind those things. And so, I mean, we can nerd out about this, you know, yeah. all day. <laughs> So that's why I'm going into very deep detail about the specific ingredient profile of that particular product, because you appreciate those pieces of the pie. So yeah, um, yeah. everything down to choosing what my surfactants would be, uh, which is what gives you your foaming um, yes. consistency. Um, it used to be higher foaming. I dialed it down a little as I started to to tweak the different, you know, ingredient profiles. Um, the crazy thing is, is that like, for instance, I've washed my hands with the, the foamy milk cleanser, you know, just yeah. to see, I wanted to see what it's like on my hands versus my face. The, the foaming is so minimal, but the effect, like I was yeah. speaking earlier, the effectiveness of the ingredient, I want every ingredient to have a purpose. I want no ingredients that don't have a purpose in a, in, in any formulation that I am able to put out. Yeah. No fluff. The, yeah, the effectiveness is it's it's just enough foamy to actually cleanse what it is supposed to cleanse, but it will not over dry. Right. So yeah, right. it's it's just a it's a beautiful consistency, and I'm super proud of that product. And and it's a really well rounded product for all skin types, and I'm I'm very proud of that. So I'm really glad that you love it. Thank you. Yeah, no, the whole routine is actually beautiful. Um, you know, for everyone listening, um, Allison actually handpicked out my routine because you asked me what my skin type was and what my concerns are. And I really, really appreciated you doing that. First of all, thank you for You're actually welcome. putting thought into that. And you know what I mean? Like really mm -hmm. wanting to know what I needed. So um, when she designed um, the, the regimen for me, it was a three-step process. And then you explained to me as soon as I got it, how to use it. So I was using the, uh, the balm, uh, cleansing balm, and I loved it because um, when I washed it off or I cleaned it off with a washcloth, I still had that beautiful like oil feel where it's like my skin is super hydrated and it was very soft. And then when I used that next step, which is the milk cleanser, that I didn't want that feeling to go away. You know what I mean? When I felt that like really like soft skin, I was like, I hope it doesn't go away after I like a double cleanse. And then when I cleansed with the milk cleanser, it was like perfect. Like the, that feeling was there, but no greasy, no, you know what I mean? It was clean. I don't know how to describe this. I'm terrible at describing things. Um, but so it was a beautiful, um, synergistic, you know, experience. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. And then when you put the oil on as the last step, it's like your skin is totally happy. It's all it needed. My skin was not craving anything else is my point. Right. You know what I'm right. So yeah, yeah. I, it shows the amount of thought that you put into this really shows in the actual right. experience of using the products. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really, I, I mean, Ecta, you're so sweet. You <laughs> are speaking to 
the work that goes into creating a formulation and you appreciate that. Um, speaking about the cleansing balm, it, that was such an interesting concept. I I've tried to decide between an actual oil cleanser, a liquid oil cleanser for double yeah. cleansing. And I put, uh, you know, I think I put together, um, 13 to 14 different formulations and used all of those. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, I think I want a balm because number one, it's less messy, but yeah. number two, I had a very specific idea that I wanted to put into a cleansing balm. And that is a couple of antibacterial oils and all of my oils are cold pressed, which actually will, um, will preserve about up to 400% of the actual medicinal effectiveness of a oil yeah. versus heat kind of a degradation process to extract an oil from a root, a berry, you know, um, whatever it may be. And so I focus on very high quality cold pressed oils and I wanted to put a couple of antibacterial oils, things that are really wonderful for acne prone skin. And and when I have a lot of people that will ask me and they're acne prone, they're Mm -hmm. oily, um, their tendency is, is oily. They have been taught through society. I'm the same. I happen to be an oily to normal to oily skin that. Mm -hmm. You strip the oil out, strip the oil out, strip the oil out. Well, what yeah. we do to our actual skin is number one, we compromise our skin barrier. Like I was speaking about earlier. The other thing we'll do is that our, our oil production in our body is a protective mm-hmm. mechanism, but it's also a feedback loop. And you and I yes. understand the feedback loop. Yes, so when yes. you start to strip oil out, your skin freaks out and it's like, oh gosh, I need to protect it. Yeah. Because skin isn't working. So positive it responds. Feedback. Yes. Positive, so feedback. positive feedback. So mm-hmm. it upregulates the oil production. And what happens is this is why people tend to be over oily and then they don't know how to cleanse to the pore. And so dirt sits in the pores and then they have acne, they're acne prone or blemish prone. So yeah. when you can get someone who has that skin type to trust you enough to say, let me tell you, I need you to, to really trust me on the facial oils that I offer, but yeah. also on this oil to put on your face to cleanse before you foam cleanse. The yeah. minute that they see that and they start to see a benefit in their skin, they are on the train. They understand, they trust you. And they trust their product. So mm-hmm. for a balm, for me, I wanted it to have really high, um, high quality cold pressed oils that had an antibacterial um, approach to them. More than tea tree, we all you know know about tea tree. I wanted it to be uh, manuka is one that's in there. Manuka is actually a cousin of tea tree and is twenty times more more antibacterial than tea tree. Oh wow. Um, yeah. Blue tansies in it. Blue tansy is just chock full of, of so much nutrition for your skin and for blemish and acne prone skin. The other piece of this is that I wanted it to have, I don't truly uh, believe in physical exfoliation. I think that that is how we break down our, our barrier. I actually use enzyme exfoliation in one of my masks. Same. Yep. Enzymes are unbelievable at digesting dead skin cells and doing the job that we need for exfoliation, but that's yeah. for another, another talk. Yeah. <laughs> um, but one of the things that I wanted was something that gave nutrition back to the skin. So I focused on spirulina. Spirulina is such a superfood, and that's mm-hmm. why it's a green color, but also it looks like war paint going on. Yeah. But yeah. there's a clay, there's a gentle clay in it because that absorbs the oil from your skin. But the other piece of this was spirulina. The actual consistency of spirulina gives the tiniest, most gentle piece of physical exfoliation that is not harsh enough to ever strip 
uh, your your skin or be harsh to your yeah. skin or cause so any kind of micro tearing or anything no like micro tears yeah. Yeah, yeah it absolutely cannot do that so not only are you getting that feel that society has taught us that we need to physically exfoliate and I'm like please don't do that don't yeah. go take salt or, <laughs> or sugar and put on your face but yeah. it gives you that but at the same time you are giving your skin iron really, really high concentrations of, uh, there's some vitamin A and, you know, that's the natural vitamin where retinol is derived from. Yes. There's vitamin K and there's, there's serious minerals in that. So you're giving that to your skin while you're also cleaning the oil, cleaning impurities, and it takes makeup off like no other. Yeah. So that is what gives you that nice bright glow that then you will follow with a foaming cleanser and you've not stripped anything out of your face. You've cleansed it without stripping any of that protective barrier. You've nourished it. If anything, I mean, it's it's nourishing because that's how it feels. I mean, I'm not even just exaggerating when I use it. I know exactly what you're talking about. There's like a little bead effect to it, but it's almost not noticeable at all. Actually Mm -hmm. it's, it's there, you know, it's there, but yeah, there's no feeling of what a typical uh, physical exfoliator feels like. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So again, you know, that goes into someone who really wants to make sure there is a purpose behind every ingredient. So that was, that's the purpose behind that balm. And, and it's a great product. I'm really proud of that. So I'm, I'm glad that you appreciate the synergistic feel because yeah. that was the purpose. I, I created the milk cleanser after the balm and it, the purpose was for them to work synergistically together. So. Well, I love that. And I love that, that, you know, it was like, once again, scientific process, we can't get it, you know, that's how we are. That's (laughs) how we're wired. That's how we create things. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you've done such a beautiful job, Allison. I could, I mean, obviously you and I can talk for hours, you know, and I want to actually do a series with you at one point. I mean, I'll tell you more about this, but because the chemistry and the beautiful way that you're describing this is exactly what needs people need and I you know and I urge everyone listening out there you know do your homework and then realize that people like Allison professionals you know they are the people that really know what's going on on a molecular level Um, you know and that is a real it's education that is years and years of education so please trust that you know Um, there's nothing wrong again Dr. Dapen made a great point there's nothing wrong with using um, you know something that feels good to you 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 know you like the smell of it or you like the packaging of it that's that's a beautiful thing I love that too but please give the appreciation that is um you know required for medical grade skincare such as you so you guys I just want to urge you to please go check out Imogene and Co um it's a beautiful beautiful line um as you've heard here directly from Allison um and myself it is um something that I think every skincare line should kind of be striving to do, which is make a more um, personalized approach to skincare and skin health for all the customers that they have. But, um, you know, I just, I hope you check it out and I hope you enjoy it as much as I have. Um, I really love supporting small businesses and um, I think indie skincare is really kind of the next, you know, next wave in um, taking skin health further and and making new discoveries. So I want to stop ranting, but um, go check them out. Leave us some comments in the cover art for this episode. If you have any questions for Allison, please uh, share them in the comments and I will definitely pass them along. Um, I hope you enjoyed another episode. We are really, really thrilled um, to be bringing you guys this content. So we would appreciate it if you could rate us on Spotify, iTunes, wherever it is that you listen to us on. 
And yeah, um, if you guys ever have any questions or ideas, uh, shoot us an email. We're open to pretty much everything in terms of skin health and taking this conversation further. Anyways, thank you so much, guys. I'll be back next time with an awesome guest.